Hello, and welcome to the Thrive in Change podcast. I'm Shannon LaBruyere. Hello, everybody. It's me, Shannon LaBruyere. I am live and loving it. Welcome to Sunday Night Live, where we learn how to thrive in change. We can learn to thrive in the change that we design, that we want, that we plan for, because even when we plan for it, we don't always know what the outcome is going to be, right? We can thrive in the midst of those unexpected things, and we can thrive in the midst of change that we didn't ask for, we didn't invite, and that comes to us out of nowhere. It is a wonderful gift to be able to grow in that area, to be resilient, to learn how to adapt and adjust and even create change that's going to bring positive effects. It's wonderful stuff. I'm delighted to share it with you. And we are going to talk about something so cool today because it is resonating with you guys. The comments I've gotten, the messages, the Facebook posts, all good stuff that is talking about this idea of trying to change other people. Is there somebody in your life that you wish you could change? Maybe it's your boss. Maybe it's your husband or your wife. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's somebody in a community group. It it doesn't matter who politicians. It doesn't matter who it is. And we talked about this last week, right? We cannot make anybody change. So we're not going to worry about that anymore. I'm not going to try to make you change. I invite you to stop making other people change. It's going to save you a ton of energy. You're going to sleep better. It's amazing what it does. (laughs) Welcome, everybody. Today's Thrive and Change uh, principle is bring the honor. Hashtag bring the honor. Nowhere is honor more important than when we are dealing with people who are making choices that we wish they weren't. It is important for us when other people are making choices that fly in the face of what we think they should do, what we want them to do, what we think is helpful. The list goes on. But when people are making choices that we don't like, It is important that we can show up with honor. And what does that mean? We show up knowing this. I am a person of integrity and I value you as a person. And I respect your personhood and your ability to choose. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Bring the honor. So welcome, everybody. I see some comments. Let's see. Oh, hi, Margaret. And Carol's here. Mary's here. So thanks, you guys, for jumping on. For those of you who are watching and haven't said hello, I invite you to do so. Just say hi in the comments. Let us know where you're watching from. And just feel free to share your take on some of the things that we're talking about tonight. I love to hear what you have to say about it. Share some of your questions if you have them. I would love for you to be able to use this Sunday Night Live time as an opportunity to get some questions answered and to make some connections with people who are passionate about learning to be resilient and thrive. Particularly, 
particularly, boy, say that fast, can't do it, particularly those of us who want to bring the honor to those relationships that we have where we want that other person to change and they're just not doing it. All right, one last thing. Oh, hi, Kelly, I'm glad you're here. And one last thing before we get started, it's a gift for you. It's a 15% off of delicious coffee gift that Missy Bobo at Thumb Roast Coffee has offered to listeners and viewers of Sunday Night Live and the Thrive and Change podcast. I invite you to go to thumbroastcoffee.com, enter the keyword coupon code THRIVE, and get the world's best coffee for 15% off delivered right to your mailbox. You will not be sorry. And I'm seeing the thumbs up. I love that when I see those emojis pop up. <laughs> the thumbs up for Thumb Roast Coffee. Yay. Awesome. And thank you, Thumb Roast Coffee, for sponsoring Sunday Night Live and allowing us to be able to spend time doing this, serving others. It's because of the generosity and the commitment of people like Missy at Thumbrose Coffee. So thank you so much. And we are going to get started. Hi, Jerry. This is awesome. All right, let's go. We're going to put this up there. Talking about bring the honor tonight. Talking about changing other people. We already determined on last week's broadcast, can't do it. We can never make people change. So this is what I want you to write down. If you're taking notes, <laughs> if you're taking notes, write this down because this is truth. And if you, if you write it down, it's going to get cemented. All right. This is the truth. We control our choices. We control our choices. We cannot control the consequences. So when we're dealing with other people, we're talking about personal relationships here. We can control our choices, but we cannot control the consequences. And we cannot control other people's choices, but we can control their consequences. All right. So it sort of flip flops when I'm choosing, when you're choosing. You can't control what other people do about your choice. And it's really important, really important for us to understand that. That as I make choices, I cannot control what Ken thinks of it or does with it, what my children think of it or do with it, what the people in my leadership mentorship program think of it or do with it. I can't control that. All I can control is my choice of how I show up, what I bring to the table, my choice is always to bring the honor, but I can't guarantee what someone else does with that. So I can't guarantee the consequences. Does that make sense? If you're hearing me, give me a thumbs up. Now, when it comes to other people, I cannot control how they choose. I can't make them do what I think is best. I can't make them like my choice. I can't control them and strong arm them and guilt them into approving of what I say, say or agreeing with what I say. I can't make any of that happen. I can't 
control other people's choices. All I can control is the consequences that I attach to the choices they make that affect me. <laughs> I see Kelly's here. Hi, Jim, Tammy. Hello. Um, yeah, Carol wrote it out for us. We control our choices. We cannot control the consequences and we cannot control other people's choice, but we can control their consequences. And knowing where we have control allows us to be able to use our power wisely. You've heard me talk about this before. We don't want to give away our power. We have God-given power that if we, um, I was going to say secede it. I don't think that's the right word. But if we shrink from our power of choice and our power of attaching consequences to other people's choices, when we give that to somebody else, we have taken our boat and given the steering wheel to other people. So let's flesh this out just a little bit. And I'm excited about it. Loving the comments. Thank you so much. And I'm so glad you're here. Stick with me. All right. So somebody's doing something we think is terrible. We don't like it. It's affecting us. They're not agreeing with our choices. The list is long about how other people fail me. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? We look around and go, oh my gosh, look at all these people not doing it the way I would do it. It's just going to happen. People don't do things the way I would do them or do the things I want them to do all the time. And so as a leader, as a follower, as a parent, as a grandparent, all the roles that I have, I have to look and say, if I'm bringing the honor to the, that relationship, what is my heart for the people that I'm working with, that I'm dealing with, that I'm living with, or that I have relationships with? What is my heart? So there's a couple of ways this, this shows up. And I want you to ask yourself this question when you're dealing with people that you want to change. When they're not doing what you want, do you want them to pay for it or do you want them to grow? That, my friend, is the key question to bringing honor to the situations where people will not change. Do we want them to pay for making choices that we don't like or do we want them to grow so that they make better choices? It's a mindset shift. We talk about consequences and consequences are huge when it comes to not making other people change, but allowing them to experience the consequence of their choice. And if it's uncomfortable, they want to change. That's a consequence. A punishment is when we either assign an actual punishment to an action that we don't like. Or sometimes it's a little bit less, um, less obvious. We maybe shun people who make choices that we don't like, right? You can't be part of my group. I won't, I won't love you. I won't receive you anymore because you've chosen to do something that I don't approve of. I'm going to punish you for making a choice I don't like. I've been in situations, sadly, regrettably, I have been in situations where I made a choice 
that somebody didn't like. And because of that, they told everybody in my circle, you can't talk to Shannon anymore. She's a bad influence. You can't trust her. I made a choice that people didn't like. And the people who didn't like it punished me for that. Now, we can look at that and that I felt the pain of that, but I also understood that I couldn't control the consequences. It was regrettable. It was hurtful. It was sad. It was a change I did not want. But I also understood that the choice I made was the right one. And it was a worthy choice. And it was something that I was passionate and committed about. So I controlled my choice. I couldn't control the consequences and their consequences weren't designed to help me grow. They were designed to punish me, to help me to feel the pain of making a choice they didn't approve of. That's the difference between punishment and consequences. And if you have trouble assigning, attaching consequences to the actions of the people that you want to change, I want you to really take that in. Take in the difference. If you are angry and want to punish them for choosing outside of what you approve of, you're not bringing the honor to that relationship. But when we can be in a, a place with our heart, with our choice, intentionally saying, I respect you as a person. And so I am going to allow you to experience the consequences of your decisions when you work with me. That's coming from a place of honor. It's also far more likely to influence them to change. We can't make people change, but can we create an environment that encourages people to choose better, to change? Yes, we can. And we can do that by shifting our thinking from punishing people for not doing what they're supposed to do to attaching consequences that make sense, that are connected with that behavior in a way that allows them to grow. All right. So what does that look like? What does that look like? It has to do with boundaries with having respect for people, but also respect for ourselves. This idea of bringing the honor that says not only, okay, I'll tell you, um, I'll give you an example uh, and I'll use a work example. There was a particular customer that I had to deal with in my job with the postal service that was rude obnoxious, um, disrespectful, uh, used a lot of profanity, had a lot of issues, like lots of issues. So they would call me about their mail problems and then it would be awful. And I really wanted that person to change. I really did. I, I wanted to help them, but I wanted them to change. And so I talked to my boss, said, all right, we'll call him Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones is off the chart right now. He's really angry. He is not 
listening to reason. He is swearing at me. He's calling me names. He's accusing me of things that I, I, are just illegal. It wasn't, it just, it was terrible. And so my boss says, well, <laughs> if I were you, I just wouldn't answer his calls anymore. And I would tell him too bad, so sad, and pretty much just cut him off at the knees and tell him he's on his own. Well, this was the thing. I could punish him for his awful behavior, but he had a legitimate beef. We had messed up something that was important. And so me being a person of honor, not wanting to punish him for being obnoxious, I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to go out of my way to help you or do anything extra. I could have punished him. But instead, what I did was I would tell him up front, all right, Mr. Jones, I'm here to help you. Um, we just need to keep this conversation civil. I'm going to ask you to not swear or call me names. And I'm going to ask you to use a respectful tone of voice. And if you cannot, I will hang up. Do you understand? Yes, I understand. Okay. I wanted him to get the solution to his problem, but I was not going to just keep capitulating and doing it on his terms. They were disrespectful. When we have people that are disrespectful in our lives that we want them to change, we can't make them choose differently. We cannot control their choices, but we can control their consequences. So first thing I want you to remember about that is this, that we can have a heart that wants them to grow and then we can assign consequences to their behavior. When we want harm to come to them to make them suffer because of the suffering they brought us, that's punishment and that is not productive. It does not help people change. So does that make sense? <coughs> Carol says this, she says, create an environment that's positive and allows people to grow. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> Love how you treated Mr. Jones. Yeah, Mr. Jones, I wish he would have appreciated it more than he did. I'll be honest. Uh, but he did get solutions to his problems when he got them. And we worked it out. I didn't have to, I didn't have to make him change. Uh, but I could attach consequences to his choices that encouraged him to change if he wanted to get a better result. So that's the difference. Okay, the next thing that I want to talk about with this idea of attaching consequences to peace, somebody to change. It is super important to attach consequences to their negative behavior, the thing that you want to stop. It might be self-destructive. You might see that is a dumpster fire waiting to get worse. Please stop, stop. You're waving your arms. You can't make them choose differently. But this is the thing. When we prevent people from experiencing the natural consequences of their behavior, we are crippling them. I'm going to say that again. When we intervene and prevent people that we want to change, when we prevent them from experiencing the consequences of their choices, we cripple them. We disrespect them. We make it 
more and more difficult for them to understand the connection between what they're doing that we would like them to change and the results of it. So this is kind of a silly, silly example, um, but, but it works. So when I would go to summer camp, we would have volleyball games and I would always jump into play, love to play volleyball. It's a blast. And inevitably, every time I would be in a volleyball game, the ball would come to me and out of the blue, somebody, usually it was a guy, would fly out of nowhere and get that ball and hit it. And I was left with nothing. Okay, I'm playing volleyball here. It was coming to me. I have my hands up and somebody's afraid I'm going to fail. And so they decide to rescue me and everybody else by jumping in between me and the ball. So I learned two things. The first one is, if something's coming at me that's my responsibility on the volleyball field, on court, on the volleyball court, <laughs> you guys don't laugh at me. If I'm, if I'm responsible for this little area on the volleyball court and I don't get that ball, somebody else is going to get it for me. So that's the first thing I learned. The second thing I learned was this. Why bother? Why bother? I can just sit here. I don't have to pay attention. I can gab with my friend next door here. I don't have to pay a lick of attention to what's happening because I know that if a ball's coming my way, somebody else is going to jump in and fix it. And because of that, I never learned how to play volleyball. I never did because there was nobody who was willing to say, Shannon, we trust you that you're going to get that ball. They didn't trust me to get that ball. They felt like the stakes were too high. And that was just a pickup volleyball game. Our tendency is when we see somebody that's getting ready to potentially mess up, fail, or make a choice that we wouldn't make, our tendency can be to jump in and save them from them themselves. But the problem of that is this. They never make the connection between their choice and whatever consequence followed. This is how people learn. We take an action, we get a result, and then we adjust. This is the cycle of growth. We take an action, we get a result, and then we can adjust. When we look at people that we want them to change and we interrupt that process, they take an action, and instead of them getting a result, we fix it. They can never make the adjustment. We prevent them from growing. That's why consequences are so important, because when we bring the honor to those relationships with the people that we want to change, when we do that, we are saying, I respect you as a person. I respect your ability to choose and I respect your ability to deal with the consequences. It's bringing the honor. 
It's not because I want you to suffer. It's not because I want you to be in pain. It's because I understand that just like me, you have to have a connection between person I wish would change, your behavior, and the consequences that follow. This is the other thing that bring the honor means. Sometimes the person we want to change is involved in destructive behavior. Maybe it's addiction. Maybe it's abuse. Maybe it's it's it being a victim of abuse. We we can we can identify these people in our lives and say, I want them to change. I want them to to do something differently. And we can even get angry with them because we can't control their choice, right? But there are so many other things that are happening in people's lives that. They're making perfectly legitimate choices. These aren't self-destructive choices. These are just choices that I wouldn't choose. I wouldn't go to church there. I wouldn't live in that neighborhood. I wouldn't go work at that job. I wouldn't move out to the country. I wouldn't move into the city. I wouldn't buy a truck. I, I wouldn't vote fill in the blank. People are constantly making choices that aren't my job to decide if they were good or bad. And they will experience the consequences of those choices without me intervening and trying to punish them for not doing it my way. Bringing the honor says this. I also believe that you, adult person, are going to make choices that I may not believe are right for you, but I'm going to trust that you've done your due diligence, that you've prayed about it, that you've asked people for input that you are using discernment. And when you still make the choice that I don't think you should make, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna honor you enough to say, I'm gonna allow you to do that without trying to control you. We can't control the choices people make. We can control the consequences we attach to them, but when we attach punishment, when people make choices that we don't think they should make, we are dishonoring people and we are crippling them. All right, so we've got some comments happening here. Let's see this. So um, Kelly says this, stop making people be you. Yeah, understanding that they are different and their life is different, their perspective is different, their goals are different, and they're allowed to make different choices. And if those choices don't work out for them, they'll take an action, They'll get a result and they'll have an opportunity to adjust. Just like we grow, they'll have an opportunity to grow. Uh, Kelly says this, yeah, we enable people. When we rescue people from the consequences of their actions, we're enabling them. We're enabling them. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anybody else have anything you want to share about this idea of we can we can't control other people's choices but we can control the consequences we attach to those and we can control our choices but we can't control the consequences that come with it it works both ways we can honor our ability to choose by being a person who is wise and seeks wise counsel and uses discernment, asks questions, prays about it, seeks wise counsel, but in the end understands 
It's always my choice. And when I make it, I'll deal with the consequences. No matter what they are, when we are trying to change other people, we can never control what they're doing, but we can attach meaningful consequences to their behavior that allows them to experience the natural outcome of what they're choosing without rescuing them. Does that mean that we never help people who make bad choices? Absolutely not. When people make bad choices, <laughs> we it's our role as somebody who cares about them and wants them to grow to be able to talk with them and especially if they're seeking assistance, seeking wisdom and say, yes, I'm here with you. I will help you. I will support you, but I will not enable you to continue to make the choices that are destroying your life or that aren't getting you where you want to go. Carol says this, she loves this piece about not being controlling and respecting others' decisions and still remaining friends. Yeah, I'm not going to punish you by cutting off our relationship because you don't make the choice I think you ought to make. In fact, when we punish people for making choices that we think are bad, it separates them. It's love that draws people. It's love that draws people. It's love that creates relationships. It's love that allows us to speak into people's life. And love says, I am not going to make it easier for you to do the things that are bad for you, but I'm also not going to punish you for the choices you're making. I'm going to love you through that. I'm going to set up safe boundaries so that I'm not harmed by your behavior, but I am not going to punish you and cut off our relationship because you are doing something that I don't agree with. I still love you. And we can keep that connection. Sometimes we have to take a few steps back because the fire's hot. It's like, oh, got to back up, got to back up. But I still love you. I still love you person that I wish was making better choices. I'm just going to step back some because there are consequences for your behavior. And if they're hurting me, if they're destroying me, if they're burning me, I have to protect myself because there's more to my life than just you. Bad choosing person, right? Yeah, Kelly says this, it takes a lot of unneeded stress off of ourselves. At the end of the day, that's what it boils down to. We can spend so much energy trying to get people to choose differently when our energy is better spent in allowing us to make the choices that assign the appropriate consequences to what that person is doing. We can't control their choices. We can control the consequences we attach to that for them. And we can't control our consequences. We can only control our choices. People don't always agree with my choices. Uh, but, but I can live with that, especially when it's something I'm passionate about. Yeah, it's beautiful. Kelly lives her life that way. Yes, I encourage you to do so as well. If you've got... Um, confusion over the difference between punishing people and consequences. Sometimes that leads to guilt. We feel guilty because we're allowing somebody to experience the consequences of their bad choice. And that's us. That's not them. 
that's us. That's us. So when we come at this topic with honor and say, we say, all right, I am going to assign consequences for you, Mr. Jones. If you talk to me that way and use those words and scream at me, the consequences are that I will politely say goodbye. We will have to talk about this another time. And then I will politely hang up. And then Mr. Jones has an option. Do I want to get my problem solved? Or do I want to be able to vent and, and rant and rave and scream? And when he makes his decision, he can call back and I will help him. I'm not going to punish him. I'm going to make sure there are consequences in place that allow him to know this is this is not acceptable. And I will not. I'm not the person you can do that to. Oh, man. Carol, thank you. Thank you. She's talking to us about live stream leadership. For those of you who love these kind of principles and want to learn how to apply them to influence your life, to influence the people that you lead, whether you're leading in your home or leading at your church or you're just leading yourself, if these are the kind of principles that you love, I encourage you to check it out. Just give me a little comment or send me a message and I will fill you in on what the Livestream Leadership Program is. And coming up not too long, I'm going to interview some of the people that are part of Livestream Leadership so that they can tell you the impact that principles and learning how to apply them has had on their lives, how it's improved their home life, their work life, has allowed them to expand their impact, and how it's allowed them to feel better as as um, change agents, right? So I'm looking forward to that. In the meantime, everybody, mwah, God bless you. Thank you for being here. I encourage you, if you loved this, to share it with somebody. Share it with somebody that you know needs to hear it. Put a little note on there that says, hey, this is going to help you. I just thought of you when I heard it. Forward it on. You can absolutely do that. I appreciate you for being here. And I wish you all the best this week. Mwah! God bless you. We will talk soon. Bye.